you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Do the music. Music, 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 music. Hey, everybody, we're back from Grand Prix Vegas, and you're listening to another episode of The Command Zone. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. And we're back in business, guys. We have returned from Grand Prix Vegas. I'm um, exhausted. Yeah, I closed my eyes in my chair today for like half a minute, <laughs> and I fell asleep. I mean, how many total hours of sleep do you think we got over the four nights? Uh, like maximum combined. 16. Yeah, I think it was about 16. It was definitely, we maybe averaged four hours total. We averaged less on the day of the actual uh, main, main event, event. because yeah. <laughs> we decided to go to bed at 4 slash 5 and wake up at 8. So. That seemed like a good idea at the time. Turns out it wasn't. It did not seem like a good idea at the time. No, it seemed that's like true. a bad idea the I whole time. Going, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but the gathering was awesome. The entire event was fantastic. So many people showed up, met so many people that we have uh, interacted with on Twitter, on the podcast, and it was great to actually see everyone. Yeah, it was great to put a lot of faces to the names. And uh, man, so our party, our gathering, um, we'd planned on having about 45 people or so there. And I think we probably had, what do you think, 120 or so? No, I think we went up to like 160, 70. Um, <laughs> it was a lot. Maybe not, maybe not all at the same time, but uh, definitely throughout the night, people were cycling in and out. Yeah, we ran out of uh, beverages after the first hour and a half, and it was supposed to last us like seven hours. So. Yeah, I remember we ran out of tables, and people were like, hey, um, are there any more tables? And I just looked out the room. I was like, just go and take those. I'm so sorry. I can't help you guys move all of them right now because I'm trying to do like eight other things. <laughs> well, so we, you know, big shout out to the Plaza Hotel because – you know, we had booked a, uh, a room for 45 people and they moved us into a larger room and they gave us a bunch of extra tables and they were very cool about like not getting uptight about the party getting bigger than we thought it was going to be. So, yeah, that's awesome. You know, they were really awesome about it and, um, you know, they could have been the other way. So it allowed the, the gathering to get pretty huge. I mean, there was a lot of people there. Yeah. And I think the best, the thing that we didn't anticipate is, happening as much as we thought it would, would just be word of mouth spreading over you know the probably like two hours before the event everyone was like oh you guys should come to this thing this thing's happening tonight and then uh, i think that's how most of the probably the large majority because if we if 45 people rsvp'd and another 80 showed up that's probably where they all came from yeah i knew we were in a little bit of trouble when i started seeing things on twitter uh like other podcasts inviting people to our, po- <laughs> our party that we didn't even know the podcast that was inviting them. It's not like the Brainstorm Brewery guys were sh- tweeting it out. It was like some other people we didn't know very well, um, which, which I, I wasn't like, don't do that. But I was like, uh oh, we might have more people than we thought. Yeah, it's and I'm, I'm glad it had happened because it, it felt like it was just a mini little Grand Prix tournament Friday Night Magic thing that happened. Um, and it was awesome. It was actually hilarious because it was like, yeah, the guy's from this podcast. And I was like, that's not the name of our podcast. Are hosting a party. I'm like, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, I'll just show up. It'll still be cool. At least they knew it was yeah. about Commander. Yeah, exactly. That, that I think that's the most important part. It's not about any specific one podcast or the other. But, I mean, we have a ton of shout-outs to make to all the people that joined us. Um, 
Jeez, where should we start? There's so many people. Yeah, there's a lot of... Well, I'll start with um, Alex and Kyle from Ottawa. They joined us. Um, they actually found us on the floor of the convention center and played some EDH with us. Then they went to dinner with us at Fogo. With um, We went to dinner with the Brainstorm Brewery guys and the professor from Tellerian Academy. And then they went to the gathering that night and hung out with us. So those guys hung out with us basically all day on Thursday. And then we kept seeing them on and off uh, at the convention center. So that was cool. Oh, very nice. That's right. We also had uh, WC Power 9, Jake, uh, and his brothers. Uh, and actually, he provided a large number of lands because we were drafting Conspiracy that night. So oh, thank you so yeah. much. Oh, yeah. Jake from Portland, Rip City, baby, and his brothers. <laughs> um, yeah, because we were like packing all our stuff. Uh, well, here's another story. Jimmy and I had tons of product to bring, right? Because um, at our gathering, we wanted to do free conspiracy drafts mm-hmm. for everybody. And uh, so we were packing like boxes and boxes of cards and our EDH decks and all kinds of and prizes. We were giving away tons of prizes at the gathering, too. So turned out we both had two bags to check and we were sort of at the weight limit for a couple of those bags. Oh, yeah, and, totally. Uh, so I was like, we can't really be bringing basic lands. So we were trying to reach out on Twitter to somebody who lived in Las Vegas. And, and Jake, Waffle Cone Power 9, was the guy that, that was local. And he brought a whole bunch of lands and kind of saved our butts there. Yeah, thank goodness. Um, and there were plenty of lands to go around, which was good. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I played some really cool games with a couple of ladies, uh, one named Janet and the other named Jamie. Um, Jamie, actually, I didn't learn your last name, and I know your boyfriend or husband was there also, but Jamie showed me this awesome draft deck that she had drafted on uh, on Sunday, and she said it was the first time that she'd ever gotten out of the first round of a draft, and I'm, Jamie, if you're listening to this, I'd like to hear how you did in that draft, because your your affinity deck looked awesome. And, oh, uh, nice. Janet's actually the one that sold me that sweet uh, chain mail dice bag that she made. Oh, Yes. So Josh's old dice bag was just jank. It, he paid a decent amount for it, and it was really cool because it had the uh, stormtrooper on it. But the then, helmet, yeah, but then the stormtrooper just off. peels right off. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Tolarian, uh, the professor would give that thing like a C minus or a D. Yeah, and speaking of who, a, a hitch, which him, I don't know. Uh, the professor was there himself, and that was awesome because uh, I didn't realize how much influence he had because everyone was saying hi to him and he was i think he was the biggest uh the coolest dude at the event by far in my eyes at least i mean there was a lot of cool dudes there but the professor definitely carries his weight we got to hang out with him a lot this weekend he was one of the guys that like sort of went to dinner with us every night and we got to see a lot of it and it was really good to get to know him um uh, there was a bunch of guys from the five commanders podcast were there uh casey marsh ben deckel Phil DeLuca, who was Five Commanders, but now is the Commander In podcast, Ooh, nice. and his co-host Nate was there too, and and uh, they were actually recording an episode of their new podcast off in the corner of our gathering, so that was kind of funny. Yeah, I saw them get to interview a couple of people. Uh, someone I met back in Seattle at PAX last year, uh, Eve McRae, who uh, has a BDM-inspired CDC spider spawning deck. Oh yeah, that uh, was, which awesome. was awesome. Yeah. yeah, he cast spider spawning and put out like 27 spiders on me once. Yeah, exactly. And I tweeted, really? it, I tweeted it at BDM. I was like, look, dude, he's doing your thing. Ah, that's hilarious. That was pretty sweet. Uh, there, was a, there was a kid named Trevor. Uh, I don't know Trevor's last name or his uh, Twitter handle, but he had heard the Space Janitor's uh, Xenagos episode. And then so he took that deck and then built his own version of it, which Very I'm nice. sure Craig would be like super proud of because I renamed it the Infectagos deck. Oh, it was Infect? Yeah, it was Infect. Infect Xenagos. That's brilliant. Yeah, Infectagos. And by the way, it was brutal. Yeah, I bet. I bet that yeah. was just one turn kills left and right. Yeah, it was pretty, it was wow. pretty, it was pretty tough. Wow, that's, yeah. really, that's really cool. Um, 
we had the winner of Dragon Week there, Hugo D. Elaine, HD Elaine on Twitter. Uh, welcome, Hugo. You did it, man. You won Dragon Week, and you got to come to our meetup. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, because we every time we talked to him, we'd be like, hey, Mr. Dragon Week. <laughs> I just called him Mr. Dragon Week or Dragon Week winner, or I would just shout out at him, and I think he was a little embarrassed by it. <laughs> but That's I what you get care. for being a winner. That's You're right. a winner. Woo! There was a kid named uh, Paul Swenson, who was a Vegas local, who was at our gathering, um, and he had built a his own version of Marchesa, which he oh, said cool. was, you know, he had listened to all our episodes about Marchesa, and he built the uh, the sort of um, active treason version where you steal their stuff and then keep it for good. Oh, and, yes. Uh, Paul actually That's... couldn't play in the main event because he had to go on his senior trip, so he was a little bit bummed about that. He was there with a couple of friends. Uh, one of his buddies, Austin, was wearing the same shirt as me, which was a Sriracha shirt. <laughs> so he was my favorite person at the party because we were twinsies. You guys were twinsies. Uh, we should also give a huge shout out to someone that provided us with. Uh, well, so we had conspiracy drafts, and this guy provided eight packs of the dark for the entire pod, um, and then he gave us four to give away on the show. So a huge, huge shout out to Mister Alex Newman. Alex Newman. He writes yeah. for uh, MTG Bro Deals, so you can check out some articles he's done there. He's at Alexander New M. The letter yeah, M definitely. On Twitter. So he's been, yeah, he's been writing at mtgbrodeals.com for a few months now. So uh, definitely check out the articles he has there. I've read a couple. They're uh, super high quality. So we'll, we'll put all those links in the show notes, of course. Yeah, he, I mean, it would have been so awesome to be in his pod. He literally gave out a pack of the dark to everybody. And the, the, some dude says, Josh, Josh, come here. And I, I, I come over and he's like, look what I first picked. And it's Leviathan from the dark <laughs> it was so sick you know our friend vincent got an elves of deep shadow like it was pretty sweet that was pretty cool of oh, alex nice. to do that um, that's awesome yeah it was pr- made for a really unique draft experience too because i mean how often are you ever going to get to do that like super rare yeah those packs are definitely i mean you could look at the packs too they were almost they kind of had the uh, like we're so old we're like slightly bending in our in our packs which is yeah. hilarious um another guy who did something similar was our buddy sean gibbons who's uh actually works at watsi and and you're going to hear him later because uh, we're, going to, we're going to play some interview snippet conversation stuff that we took at the convention center with some people we could grab, and Sean's one of them. But Sean, actually, he got into his conspiracy draft, and then he did a similar thing to Alex, except he gave everybody a pack of the new Modern Masters set. He just threw that in for free. Oof. I mean, that's what you get. You get that sweet hookup, Wizards hookup. Sean's the uh, community, uh, one of the community managers at Wizards of the Coast, and he's the one that actually helps us provide uh, helps provide all the prizes that we give away on the show. So yeah. shout out to him. And a lot of the product, actually, we were using uh, at, our, at our gathering to give away and use for the conspiracy drafts was from Sean also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think somebody opened a foil Vendillion click. I think we'll talk about that later. But Yeah, we'll mention that later on in the interview when we talk to Sean. Uh, big shout out also to Nate Holt of Walk the Plains, who was there with uh, Trick Jarrett and Blake Rasmussen, who are all awesome employees of Wizards of the Coast. Uh, you've probably seen these guys tweet a bunch as well online, and I'm sure you've seen Nate's face on Walk the Plains plenty of times. Yeah, that was really cool to see those guys all throw down. Um, Alex Kessler, Ben Bateman from our sister podcast, The Masters of Modern, we're both there. In fact, they sort of created their own little modern table, Ooh. and uh, I think Alex played EDH at first, but when Ben got there... I think they just had their little group of people playing modern because Alex basically brought like one of every tier one into modern deck with him. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they were also testing out a couple of brews and also shout out to Ben Bateman who got 96th place at the GP out of like 4,000 people. That's awesome. Way to go, Ben. He he, he cashed. I mean, he was in the money. So he's uh, he's a professional now. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm then we had sure a little, that's how that works. Yeah. And then we also had an L.A. crew slash San Francisco crew with Josh Sutherland, who works at Blizzards. He also just uh, – Blizzard, sorry, singular. He also bought his first commander deck at Oh, yeah. The event. We got him. We hooked him. We got him. We hooked him, yeah. We also hooked him on craps, but that's another story. <laughs> um, Brian Tran, who used to work at Riot, uh, now up at Twitch, one of our great friends that used to draft with us all the time and down in L.A. Uh, he wasn't with, even going to come to the event, but he he got talked yeah. into it like only a couple days beforehand, so that was sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talked, got talked to him by one of his good friends, Wes uh, Ruddle, who works at right and uh they got to stay together which is awesome and, and west was uh, actually like killing it uh in the drafts on sunday it's like the format clicked for him and he was just going to the finals of every draft he was in that day so yeah west was killing it west yeah. he's a he's a consummate gamer so he knows what's up and of course uh vinnie t vincent trong who uh is uh has won stuff on the show he's a friend of us here in la and we've drafted with him a bunch of times as well yeah he plays at our lgs so he was hanging out with us all weekend uh Oh, I want to give a big shout to the Reverend in Fuego from BJ Shea's Geek Nation. He was definitely there at the uh, event, and he brought his Shu Yun deck. And uh, we played in a big six-person game where the Rev and I basically got throttled the whole time. <laughs> uh, the winner of that was uh, a Brainstorm Brewery guy, Corbin Hostler. Yep, who uh, we as will w- talk to later. Yeah, but also Marcel, Antoine, Ryan, Jason Alt, all those guys from, uh, from that, that podcast and their friends were all there, which was awesome. Uh, another cool guy I got to meet is Jason Rice, who writes the Unified Theory of Commander on the Brainstorm Brewery website. Uh, and then later, I did actually get a game of Commander in with him, so that was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, also big shout-out to uh, Magic the Amateuring and the Girlfriend Bracket, who I invited over Twitter as soon as I saw they tweeted about landing in Vegas. I was like, oh, they should come too. And it uh, turns out they'd already heard about it, I think, and so they all made it over, which was awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there was a guy named Peyton Bullis who has a really cool Twitter picture of himself with like a lightsaber, which is, <laughs> that's how I picture him in my head. And when I see him, he doesn't actually look as evil as that. He looks a lot nicer. Uh, he found us at the convention center also and did, and did come to the gathering. Really cool. Nice guy. Um, that's awesome. Michael Rodriguez, who I don't know if you remember, but in our conspiracy game, he played the Terastodon and then everybody immediately killed him. Oh, yeah, poor Michael. Yeah, uh, sorry, Michael. <laughs> he wanted to play EDH with us later, and I, I didn't get to find him again at the convention center, but I did get a couple of trades off with him, so that was really fun. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, um, and of course, if we did miss you, uh, your name here, we thank you so much, for guys, for coming out. Um, there were so many people there. It was super overwhelming, but super awesome. Um, A.E. Marling, Ashlyn Rose, Christine Sprankle, the cosplayer, they were all there, uh, and it was just really special to just have an event outside of the main event that wasn't stressful that was just laid back you can just hang out play some edh and not have to worry about really anything and that's kind of what we were going for and i think people really got to enjoy themselves yeah i think it really went off well i mean besides for you and me if which if i think if you're like me anyway it felt pretty hectic but for everybody else i think it felt chill which was really the goal of the whole thing was just to slow yeah. it down get everybody a chance to actually play some games but in a really casual setting and i think people appreciated that and they got to it was more about just hanging out while you're playing so yeah, yeah yeah and draft for free hey that's always an upside <laughs> you know one thing i'll say is when we heard that amount of people were going to show up that was my biggest worry was like oh mine too yeah we don't have enough product for everybody to be able to draft and then it turns out like we fired like 10 flights of uh, or 10 pods of yeah. eight conspiracy drafts so everybody got to draft some people got to draft twice it, it ended up really well and you know how many people told us like man conspiracy is really fun i never really got to draft that more than once or twice oh yeah totally it's essentially draft EDH in a lot of ways, yep. especially the way that we do it, where you mix in packs from other sets and stuff, so you really get a full experience. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I think also making the draft free 
just made it all about the fun. You know, it's not like you're playing for prizes. And that's really the, it, it made it like really palatable for everybody. They didn't have to worry about like trying really hard to win. And if somebody teamed up on you or something, it wasn't like, it didn't feel bad because you're not playing right. for prizes and all of it was free. And so everybody could just laugh and have fun. And, and you could draft a silly deck if you wanted to. And it was still totally fun. So, you know, that was something I appreciated about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, draft can definitely be a little intimidating the first time you do it. And I think we had a lot of first time drafters there. So that was very special to see. Always fun. Conspiracy is great. Can't wait for Conspiracy 2. Hope it comes out soon. Yeah. Do it, Wizards. Do it. All right. So the format for this episode, we're finally going to get talked about that. Uh, we interviewed a few people and just sat down with friends at the event. Uh, so we're just going to sort of intersplice some of those little segments. And uh, we're going to talk about the event, talk about what's happening, and sort of hope to give you guys a full image of GP Vegas just from the player's standpoint, from the ground and just hopefully get some cool stories out of it, too. So even if you guys didn't get to attend the event itself, you get to hear about it and hopefully get to relive some of the experiences as well. Oh, and one last thing before we play these recordings, because we were on site and using a different recorder, it's going to sound a little different. It may be a little jarring at first, but uh, you'll settle into it. There's just going to be more background noise, and we're all just gathered around one of the uh, portable recorders. So when we get back to our voices on the microphones, of course, you'll hear the difference there. All right, cool. Let's go to our first two uh, guests, I suppose. Yeah. All right, everyone, we are here with two lovely fellows. We have Jason E. Alt, at Jason E. Alt on Twitter, from Brainstorm Brewery, and A.E. Marling, dressed. Uh, you can't actually see what he's dressed like. but You can describe it. It'll be yeah. awesome. Uh, he's got a uh, butcher's apron on. Or not butcher's apron, perhaps a, a practitioner's apron. It's Stitcher Gerald, who is a, one of the legendary creatures uh, that you could get from the Mono Blue uh, Commander deck. Plus, yeah. he's holding an eyeball. Yeah, yes. thank you, Jimmy. I always like having a spare around. Eyeball? <laughs> yes, yes. In well, case my, you lose yours? My prior opponent wasn't using it very much, barely sentient, so I'll put it to a much greater, greater oh, use. And insulting his prior opponent. I think, Jason, you were one of his prior opponents. Yeah, that's right. But you won. <laughs> I, I won the second game. The first one did not go so well for me. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, you were playing Prosh, so I'm surprised you even got out of the second game without people just immediately hating it out, but... That was a good. That was a good job. The first game I played my Vorel deck, which I want to be good, and just it's not. But. <laughs> I, I played a similar deck. Uh, my Sea Monsters Tribal uh, with you... Thada Adele as the commander, and she's a very strong and I feel borderline too powerful of a commander. But when paired with just ramping into giant sea monsters, whales, leviathans, etc., it's pretty reasonable. Do you get to use that board? That bounce spell that just keeps your guys along, like the Leviathan. The Whelming Wave. Yeah, yeah that the is the wave. marquee card of the deck. I was just thinking, I was holding that card in the game and it would do nothing against you. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it, it is a fun deck and one of the reasons I like it. Not only do I uh, love destroying, uh, devouring people whole with huge Leviathans and monsters, but uh, because it's a flavor first deck, I can pitch it as that. And people are like, oh, okay, well, he's not going to do anything. And they are somewhat correct. But on the other hand, I also have a a, uh, a game plan I like to execute. Just, you know, put these huge, dumb uh, sea serpents. I basically literally have sea serpent in the deck. And, I, <laughs> and they, you know, they attack and they block. And I have three counter spells like foil to prevent board, board wipes. And then I, you know, draw a ton of cards like blue usually does. So it actually sometimes can win as long as everyone... In, in, underestimates me, which is easy to do when I'm playing Sea Monsters Tribal. <laughs> and they should underestimate you. Yeah, I think legitimately There's so. a lot of, uh, if you're paying that much mana for a big blue creature, a lot of times they'll tack on 
worthwhile abilities. So yeah. something like Stormtide Leviathan is playable in a lot of EDH decks. Yeah, and, and not what, just flavor ones. What is that? Uh, it's a giant whale, the one which swallows a creature every time it attacks. Yeah, I made it onto the community ban list pretty much. If you go, if you go, um, oh really? really? Okay. <laughs> Colossal yeah, people, whale. Colossal people, thank you. Yeah, people are voting for the, uh, to ban that thing. What? Giant whale is the big whale that can untap lands, right? That's great whale. Great whale. Great whale. Oh, There's man. a lot of. I whales. get my whales mixed up. Well, it's easy to do when they're leaping towards. There's a four or five whale you could give jump to for a mana. Also, <laughs> not, not all whales Orca are created equal. Whale? Yeah, something like that. Oh yeah, whale. classic. Uh, not all whales nice. are created equal. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the GP. Um, is there anything particularly cool that that you guys uh, that happened to you besides our gathering? We'll talk about that in a minute. But do you have any? I want to hear more about SVU HQ and how it went down. Oh man, yeah, the, the so, house. Uh, it, it, things things got too big this year. We are too big for one house. Wow. So despite having about twenty people living under one roof, uh, the SVU HQ as we called it, there's also an SVU compound. So it wasn't all heavy meta fans. It was a combination of fans of a lot of different podcasts. But uh, Money Draft, Brainstorm Brewery, Heavy Meta, um, all kind of combined to to basically rent a house uh, with a pool and got some kegs and, you know, some barbecue action going on. And and a whole lot of magic playing. A whole lot of playing magic. Yeah. yeah, we went over there and we did a chaos draft with you guys. That was a lot of fun. There was a ton of people there. It reminded me of, like, a frat house. Yeah, we also ate some of Marcel and Antoine's oh, food. Oh, yeah, which that was, was delicious. immediately better than the food that we paid, like, 30 bucks for inside the Palazzo, so. That's true. Uh, Big props Well, I won't name guys. the place, but, yeah. Marcel can cook, man, or barbecue at least. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, anyone who knows Bar- Marcel sees like three quarters of his Twitter pictures are of food. <laughs> They're countdowns for food, actually. And only one quarter is cards that everyone else accepts are near mint. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, some of the Marcel mint. If you guys don't follow Marcel, we'll put the uh, of course all the links in the show notes. But he, re- it's Marcel mint, which is just nowhere near mint. It's uh, like just- super mint. Superman, yeah. Cards, cards still in no the, pack, the booster pack. No one's breathed on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 90% of cards that come directly out of booster packs are not Marcel Mint. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Especially with this packaging. Yeah, especially the new packaging. The new packaging. But it doesn't matter because I saw zero problems the entire weekend. Well, I did see a, uh, a foil bitter blossom bent in half. So I, I, I Coming straight out of the pack? Yeah. Oh. So that was... Uh, yeah. I didn't see anything I minded. I definitely opened a pack that had 16 cards and two foil rares in it. So <laughs> one Battle Grace Angel, one Blake Moth Nexus. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to complain about like that these. one. I think I like these print run errors. <laughs> and how about you, Mr. Marlin? Did you have anything well, this stand is, out happen? I mean, to put it simply, the, this is the first time I've cosplayed at a, uh, a, a GP. And it was a fun, it was a fun experience. And... Uh, um, there weren't too many people cosplaying at GP Vegas. No, no you, it's not. Christine Sprinkle just held it down. It's, it, um, and Jacqueline, and it's not something that's been done too much. But I likely think it will. More of it will happen. People are very appreciative of it. It's um, cosplay as a way to share your uh, your excitement with a genre and with a character, and uh, really uh, reinforce what you're doing with other people. And mm-hmm. for me, uh, cosplay is wearing imagination on your sleeve, and I really enjoy getting into it, and for me, it's not too great a leap to become uh, a maniacal Stitcher Gerald. In this case, <laughs> you're actually wearing your imagination right on your breast pocket, because the card is hanging oh, out. Yes, uh, I have the, the actual card on my jacket, yes. It's good, though, because someone might mistake you for something else. I'm often, like just a crazy person carrying an eyeball. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> well, this is lost. They're like, are you, are you from Dr. Horrible? Uh, yes. Well, I also cosplay as Dr. Horrible, but uh, today, Stitcher Gerald. Excellent. The greatest scob maker in Innistrad. 
I want to see some decks built around Stitcher. So if anyone actually has a deck list around them, I'd love to do, see. Do do tweet it to me at AE Marling. Um, I I suspect that you would have to play it as Grimgrin, who is um, Stitcher Daryl's finest creation, and then include his sister. Uh, oh right, cool well. caller. Yeah, Gisa. Interesting. Okay, let's talk about the party, the gathering. So you guys were both at our big gathering on Thursday night. And, uh, yeah, I just want to hear your experiences there. You know, Jimmy and I were trying to jump in as many games as possible, but we didn't get to hear all the stories from the evening. So I think We also that, lost every game immediately. I, I, uh, as expected. Well, because you taught us all your tricks. We got I mean, teamed up on it. Just, well, it's just really, it, it's like, you would, it, it's just easy to be like, I swing at you, and be like, okay, <laughs> why not, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I really enjoyed it because... Um, sometimes at these large GPs, people are very focused at draft, on uh, constructed side events. There's not usually a designated space yet, and I hope this will change. There's not usually a designated space yet for commander games, mm -hmm. and whereas mm -hmm. this gathering gave us one, and everyone was there enjoying it. People were trying commander for the first time. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Excellent. Um, Aaron, Did you play with some new players? Uh, Aaron Campbell um, oh, from, just... and the uh, the people. Oh, from the ladies the from the girlfriend bracket. bracket were trying new decks. Great, sweet. How, did I, they have fun? Well, uh, they did have fun until I, uh, I, perhaps I should not have. I played Nicole Bolas. Uh, <laughs> How? Fitting. Just because it was the last deck I hadn't played that night, and so they were having fun up to the point I uh, cyclonic rifted all their opponents and made them all discard their hands in one turn. Oh, you Ooh, monster! Yes. You are a monster. <laughs> that is Nicol Bolas, though, for you. So I, I guess I guess that was on flavor. Yeah, that's a good story for them. How about you, Jason? Anything? I, that... I, I think the gathering reinforced a trend we're starting to see in Grand Prix, where an event that's sufficiently large is going to get such a large population of people who aren't just there to play the main event, or like me, just didn't play the main event at all. Yeah. It's starting to turn into magic conventions, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. why you're starting to see a little bit more cosplaying. You're starting to see a lot more people just there for side events, and I, I think that's great, having a take on a convention feel. And like when you're in a convention, we're in Las Vegas, why not have a party? So having a dedicated space for people that are all there, you know, because they love your cast and they love Commander, Played a bunch of commander games, and then you guys were very generous in furnishing us with some sealed products so we could play some drafts. Yeah, thank you, Jimmy and Josh, for putting this on. Oh, of course, and a lot of, and, and and that was about half us and half wizards. A lot of that was wizards, also. So, so they definitely were giving us product for, for that to happen. So, thank you to them. And um, inventing conspiracy, which is the closest yeah. version of draft EDH you can get. See, so. I, I haven't I haven't had an opportunity to draft conspiracy since, since the set was new and my LGS ran out. So. Getting another crack at that was a lot of fun. And oh, I didn't know you just ran out. That's I mean, that's a great sign. Conspiracy packs are still available. Like they're still yes. being printed. Oh yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, that, yeah. We we pick them up whenever we can. If I get below six boxes, then I just buy more because <laughs> we just, we've gone through so much of it. Um, if you're value hunting too, there's a lot of yeah. Really Dak yeah. Faden, I, I really need him yeah. for my nickel bullets for all my decks. What's yeah. great is <laughs> a lot of the stuff that people thought was was kind of useless. The stuff that's just draft only. People didn't really think about it initially that all that stuff is great in queue. Yeah. Right. So you get a foil Paliano, a foil lore broker. Yeah. Anything that lets you break, like, I love unglued cards in queue. Mm -hmm. And on hinge cards, anything that breaks the rules of magic in a fun way, everyone can agree that's cool. So the, the stuff that is draft specific, like it lets you add a card from another booster pack, look at yeah, yeah. people's Cog packs, get, pa get past their last picks. I admit, I like a... Uh, I like playing one silver bordered card in my EDH decks if I can. I ask people, usually they say yes, and for instance, I play Old Fogey in my Xenogod deck, and <laughs> it's very appropriate for me given how long I've been playing the game, <laughs> and it attacks for 14, and so it, it does its job. 
Yeah, yeah that a, sounds fun. I'm a big fan of cheaty face. Just because <laughs> if it's in, you are cheating in more ways than one. Both the card is silverboarded <laughs> and overpowered overpowered in the Thassa deck. That's why I don't play Magic with David Blaine. I was pulling cheaty faces out of my own pocket. It's like flip your deck over. Oh, my whole deck's cheaty faces. How'd you do that, David Blaine? He's like, I look again. Tell. It's like, oh my god, they're all islands. Uh. All right, guys. Thanks for coming and uh, giving us some stories and. It was really sweet to hang out. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Make sure you guys follow these guys on Twitter and stuff. Again, all the links in the show notes below. Yeah, it was really cool to get to hang with those guys. Um, got Especially Jason, who we hung out with a ton. Uh, we'll talk yeah. about that a bit later. Um, you know, we didn't talk about the main event at all yet, Jimmy. That's right. That's right. We all played in the main event, so we all get to say that we played in the biggest ever Magic the Gathering face-to-face gaming tournament in the history of mankind. 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 I don't know yeah. what song that was, actually. I started <laughs> to do it, and I was like, uh-oh. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to edit that out. No, no I'm <laughs> not. No, I'm not. I'm Probably way too not. lazy. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the main event. Uh, I'll yeah. talk about me first, because that'll be a shorter story. Um Another story we'll tell a little bit later, but we were out very late the night before the main event. So I was super tired going in. And I had always said that I was probably going to drop after the first um, the first match, but I wanted to build my pool, play in the first match, and then drop just to say that I was in. So I did exactly that. I was true to my word. Uh, I opened my pool. We had a pre-registered pool. There was basically nothing there. There was no value. My best card was a precursor golem. In fact, it was the only rare that I ended up running in my deck I ran sort of a, it was a um, Sultai Splashing White for a Rest uh, deck. It had two Plaxcaster Froglings, which are the graft, the 3-3 three, three graft guys that can give Shroud to other things with one encounters. It had, it could do some stuff. It wasn't very good, though. Um, I only had like four removal spells. That's just all my pool had. I was trying to play all of them. That's why I splashed for a rest. I didn't feel it was a very strong pool, but anyway... I played my first round. I played against a guy named Donnie from Florida. Um, I won the first game. I lost the second. And in the third game, um, I was a, I was going to win. And I just said, Donnie, it's okay. I'm going to concede. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, man. I'm going to, to eat and take a nap. I'm too tired. My deck's, my pool's not good enough to really get to day two anyway. I don't want to work for all that time just to like go, you know, five and four or something you know yeah yeah so and i was just like good luck man i hope i hope that you do it and uh maybe i'll see you later and um and i conceded and i left and i was very happy with my decision because i got to go i got to go to lunch with reverend and fuego and i got to take a nap and i came back refreshed and i ran into donnie later and he had done pretty well he ended up uh five three and one i think is is how he did so he was close to day twoing didn't quite make it but anyway that's my story Nice. Uh, I decided to get a little more serious with it. I uh, opened a pretty good pool. I had Apocalypse Hydra in there, uh, Wildfire, and a couple of other just very strong uh, cards. So I decided to go five color with you know Skyreach Mantis and all that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the first four rounds, I went four and O, oh, which was awesome. And I was yeah, like, you were Sweet. kicking butt. Doing so well. I'm, I'm killing it. Uh, maybe I can day two. I've never done a day two of one of these things before. And then I lost the next three to go 0-3. So overall, I ended 4-3. I just dropped. Um, but I had a really good time playing. It was really fun to just be able to like walk around, meet people. I met a bunch of fans uh, of VGHS and stuff during the actual uh, uh, four rounds that I played. So it was a lot of fun to meet people and also just get in there for a little bit and play. Uh, even though I didn't do well in the last three rounds, I don't really care. I, you know, it, 
I got to play in the biggest event of the year. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I got to, you know, play under pressure. I got to have people watching the games I played and stuff and mm-hmm. tried to play really tight and all that stuff. And so it was a lot of fun to just have that sort of mentality on for a little bit. But I'm, I'm not very good at sustaining it because I'm just I'm too – I get too salty or I just want to crack jokes. It's one or the other. <laughs> you were pretty salty after you lost that last game. And I can, yeah. I can totally understand. Like, you start out super hot and, uh, you know, probably a couple things break a different way and maybe you do day two that thing. So that's just the way it yeah, goes Yeah, yeah. I also lost a game uh, in that last match uh, to – not be able to make day two because uh, they did a deck check and I was super rushed when I first wrote my deck list down and I ended up having a card out that was not correct. And so I lost the first game automatically. <laughs> Just from one card being off your... Yeah, um, one card being off the list. Yeah, that's that's a horrible feeling. Yeah, it happens. And I should have obviously, you know, paid more attention to it. But like I said, like, I'm not very good at that kind of thing. So, <laughs> well, it's all live and learn. You know, it's all part of the experience. I think you, you know, you had that cool experience of being you know, in it, in the thick of it, though, for a little while. And that, that alone is worth it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm doing it. I can, I can do it, guys. I'm doing it. So you can do it. You can do it. So, you know, that was fun. Uh, but yeah, so that's the main event for me. Overall, it's just a ton of fun just to play and meet so many people and, you know, just sit down and play a new format, play with these awesome cards and see what someone else ripped out of their pool. Ask like, whoa, did you get something uh, worth any money? You know, it's just great right. to have those conversations and ask everyone where they're from and stuff. And everyone seemed to have a very similar mentality, which is we're here to have fun and not, you know, be super spiky and you know, rude about anything. We're just here to play the game and and enjoy each other's company. And on that note, let's talk to uh, somebody who we, whose company we enjoyed all week. So let's go to the next guest. And we're here with Sean Gibbons from Wizards of the Coast. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, (laughs) That's a complicated question. This is day day four, by the way. It's Sunday. Things are closing out today, uh, but... I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Every it's, time I see you, you're just walking, like, pretty determined look on your face, very, like, I'm going somewhere with your phone the whole yeah, time. I'm, like, and then I'm kind of see- proud I haven't run into anybody doing that. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> yeah. I'm you, like, boom, 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 that way. Oh, no, now he's going the other way. <laughs> yeah, Sean, if you guys don't know, he sends out a lot of the tweets from the official uh, Wizards underscore Magic account. So oh, um, yeah. you were there when people got married this weekend. I was. Wow. That's, that's a good story. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That was, yeah, that was an incredible way to start the GP. Uh, we had two weddings, one at three o'clock, one at six o'clock. Uh, Were they, did they fire on time? They, they actually didn't. And it was super stressful. Like, oh my gosh. And this is just stressful for the, the coverage staff. Right. I'm not, I don't even know how the bride and groom felt. Oh, like, right. right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we heard there was bridal party uh issues and we were at the and i don't even know what it was maybe they just like i mean you know how it is they got mana flooded yeah yeah (laughs) just didn't get cast on time apparently (laughs) but um they all went off uh without a hitch other than the timing uh like once we got going oh the first uh the first efficient by the way was this crazy like vegasy like when you think of a vegas efficient this guy has like some sweet uh, mutton chops oh wow he, he was like super super tan was he elvis black black hair <laughs> oh uh and he, he was so slick, into slick it. looking guy he was super slick looking uh, <laughs> and then the second one was uh james lee i believe uh he's uh ex Wizards of the Coast. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And uh, a judge, and he married them. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. And clearly certified to do that. 
Uh, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't get the feeling that it's very hard in the state of Nevada <laughs> yeah. to become certified. I he think you L1. just fill out an internet form and you're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. yeah. That was a really sweet Efficient one. Oh, but Sean, yeah, the quick, weddings were really, really what, sweet. What is your full job description? Because I never get it quite right. I am the associate community manager for Magic the Gathering. And if you guys didn't know, Sean is also the one that has been graciously hooking up us with our Dragon Week prizes. Yeah, the, uh, the giveaways at the a uh, lot of the stuff the at the gathering at the meetup. You were actually like walking around Vegas, like hiding booster packs. At one point, yeah, so yeah. cool. And tweeting out like, if you look behind this garbage can, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Quick shout out to uh, Allison Lures, Allison, Allison yeah. Nathan Price, by the way. Oh yeah, Nate Price, my fellow associate community managers for Magic: The Gathering. The, you guys are there. all awesome. <laughs> they got to go farther away. Than Allison's in Utrecht, and and Nate's in Chiba, and they now, how did been, you guys determine that? Did you draw straws? You rock paper scissors? Like how'd that work? <laughs> uh, we we opened boosters and converted mana cost. For real? No way! No. Oh, <laughs> that would have been fantastic. So. But, sh- uh, yeah. The wedding, what a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, you were also at our gathering uh, on Thursday I night. I was? Yeah. yeah. We saw you over there drafting some cons- conspiracy. Oh, you ADHD. added some Modern Masters packs. <laughs> yeah. Here's Anyone the, yeah, that got in your pod got, was very lucky, <laughs> I'll just say that much. Yeah. Sh- Sean passed out Modern Masters uh, 2015 boosters to the pod that was drafting conspiracy with them. And somebody pulled a... Foil B-click? Foil B-click, that's right. Foil Vendillion click. That would be... Oh, I don't know if I should... No, I name don't. him on the air. No, I'm we'll going to get that. It, that would be Sean Kornhauser of Walking the Plains. He was <laughs> there, Sean. and he opened a freaking oil Vendillion click. Is it because his name is and Sean, the, and you purposely gave him that special <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it was you mislabeled. It was supposed to be mine, and yeah. he got it instead. Did he at least not team up and kill you in the game? Uh, he... No, he teamed up and we killed Nate Holt. So <laughs> it worked out perfectly. <laughs> At one point, uh, we had kind of a, a nice, friendly game going, and uh, Nate had some power on the board. Uh-huh. And he was like, all right, Cornhouse, I'm going to smash you in the face now. And that just broke any alliance that, that just, the co-hosts had You got had the Planeswalker uh, the, uh, the guys to fight amongst themselves? Dude, yeah. you must have been good politics. <laughs> like, I'm impressed. <laughs> Yeah, because the Wizards team did was just like, hey, all right, hands yeah. in the air. <laughs> That's hilarious. I got to meet Nate, too, which is awesome because I love Walk the Plains. And mm-hmm. the guy, him and Trick are uh, uh, giants. They <laughs> yeah, are, yeah, they're yeah. huge. They're yeah. huge. You, can, you can always find those two guys. I don't yeah. know which one's taller, though. I've never seen them Trick, stand back to back. Yeah, jeez. You should have a tall off. Them and Marshall. A tall off, yeah. <laughs> you can <laughs> have a tallest. tall off. Yeah. We can make that happen before the night's over. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Sweet. Then you and I and, and Sean can have a, a short off. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Just looking up. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. All right, Sean. Really appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. If you guys want to follow Sean on Twitter, we'll put the stuff in the show notes below. Sean's great. I love Sean so much. I met him originally at um, at Wizards of the Coast because he invited me to go and take a tour uh, when I was back for mm-hmm. Penny Arcade Expo last year. Uh, and I just, I had a blast. Sean's been a, a friend ever since. And he's also the one that really has just hooked us up with um, with with stuff to give away and, and tweeted about us and stuff. And we couldn't be more grateful for all the help he's given us. Yeah, Sean has been awesome to our show, awesome to us. You know, I hadn't really met him before. I I maybe interacted with him on Twitter a little bit, but before this um, this event, and we got to hang out with him quite a bit. Uh, we got to go to some good dinners. We tried to teach him how to play how to play craps. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sean's just a really cool guy. We got to play in a chaos draft with him, and we got to play in that one. Really, we sh- maybe we should tell the story. Um, 
We, so we went to Del, Delmonico's, which is a steakhouse mm-hmm. in the Venetian. And uh, who was all there? Uh, Kenji was there, Numat. Kenji was there. We had um, Colette, Susie the Nat with Greg Ogrank. Uh, we had an SG doc, uh, Gabe Rial, who is a, uh, a streamer. And we also had the professor from Tillerian College and Vincent Vs for Vincent. So it was v a really is good for victory. V is, v is for, for victory. victory. Yeah, sorry, Vincent. <laughs> no, that, what a cool crowd. Um, super awesome. A lot of those people like Greg and Susie and, uh, and Doc, they play in this super competitive league in New York that features like John Finkel and stuff. Like they're good at magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And as we all know, Kenji Numata Manami is, uh, he's doing coverage now, but he's probably the biggest uh, streamer um, for magic that there is right now. So. Oh yeah, by far he is. I think he's been doing it the longest, uh, most of, like for the you know um, most consistently as well. Yeah, so he's, for sure. He's freaking awesome. So we're um, at we're at dinner and and we're eating and we're chatting and everything and dinner's winding down and Gabe starts going, "What are we doing after this? What are we doing after this? What, what we should draft? Why don't you guys like let's draft? Do you guys have a room? Where could we play? You know? He's, yeah. He's really pushing for it and it's like it's like eleven thirty or so. And uh, Doc is like, or sorry, Professor's like immediately like, no, it's too late. I'm out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he has a kid. And, yeah, and the rest of us are like, yeah, let's do it. So I think we started the draft in our hotel room at like twelve ish, twelve thirty. Yeah, probably a little after that. I remember Kenji being like, uh oh, I got to wake up at like seven to go do coverage tomorrow. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. uh, but I at no point did he go. I should. I can't do this. Yeah, exactly. He, he was. He, he said, "I shouldn't be doing this." <laughs> that that obviously didn't change much. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we all drafted together. Uh, Kenji left immediately after, like I think the second round. He was like, "Okay, I got, I got to get out of here." <laughs> I think no. He finished all his matches. He was two and one, and he was like, "I'm out." So he ended up. Uh, yeah, he went two and one. I think he lost to Gabe, um, and Gabe went two and one because he lost to Wes. So Wes and I ended up three and zero. Oh. So and I. Uh, won the dice roll there, so I actually got the foil cryptic command that was the pri- the you know the main prize. So that was cool. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Uh, a foil cryptic command. We rare drafted afterwards, and Josh went ahead and just cleaned up in the draft with five colors. So congrats to you, buddy. Oh man, that deck was unbelievable. I, even Kenji, he looked at it, he goes, "Oh, I like that deck." Yeah, I'd like. I don't even remember. It was pretty late. It was just a blast to be able to draft with uh, these guys that had been watching for so long on uh, on Twitch and stuff with Gabe and uh, Kenji. It was just a lot of fun um, to just have that experience. So I was really, really um, just glad to have that experience in Vegas because it was only at a big grand prix like this that you can get all these people together that you normally would not see, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and to just get a chance to play with those guys in the same room was was just a lot of fun because it's guys that you watch them stream and, and you admire them and they're way better at magic than we are, especially limited um, that, you know, I was able to sit there and ask Kenji, like I picked this and I had these choices. What would you do? And then, well, should I put this in my deck or this? And, you know, just, just really learn a lot. So that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, really sweet. All right. Well, that was an awesome draft. Uh, I'm so glad we got to do it. Let's, let's move on to our next guest. All right, we are here with the one and only at C Sprankle Run or Christine Sprankle, aka Magic Liliana. Magic, yeah, Avison, uh, Eternal Witness. Who else we got? Um, I was Soul Warden, Elspeth, Chandra. Like, who do you want? Like, who do you need? Who do you- <laughs> I, Avison's my favorite. I mean, if I get a vote, yeah, that Avison costume was amazing. The uh, spear lit up. It did. Yeah, that was so cool. That was a team effort. My friend does. Uh, he has actually a laser cutter, and so he did the he laser cut the, the head of it yeah it looked me. perfect it was flawless it was yeah, awesome yeah it was he did an amazing job on that spearhead it was 
He was stunning. Yeah. He was stunning. I would not, it would not have looked as good without him, for sure. That's awesome. Well, and you got that perfect shot of you by the Las Vegas sign, which I'm sure probably everybody's seen by now, which is like the iconic <laughs> shot from the whole thing. Yeah, it and was GP Las Vegas in that the picture. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I mean, you. it's crazy. Yeah, everybody <laughs> was like, why didn't you do that for the, the play, Matt? And I'm like, they should have done that. Dude. Oh my God. Would've, that would have been sick, though, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Run to the cash no, tell me about the boys. Here we go. <laughs> tell me about the process of, like, because you had to time that shot for the sun to be in the right. Yeah. Like, so, like, that was early in the morning, I'm guessing, right? No. Is, is it? Was it no, sunset? No, listen how crazy this was. I was an internal witness from, like, nine o'clock in the morning until around three o'clock. Somebody messages me from the team, the Wizards team, media team. They're like, hey, uh, would it take you to jump into Avacyn for us? And I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> that takes a bit. Like, <laughs> Eternal Witness, I have like this face paint on. Right, you have like uh-huh. Elvish runes or something yeah. on your face. And, yeah, and I was like, oh, that'll, that'll take a bit to like go into totally different gear. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, okay, we need you in front of the Las Vegas sign by 7 o'clock. Okay. Can you make it happen? And yeah, it wasn't even, no, it wasn't even can you make it happen. It was just, we're we'll, doing meet, this. we'll meet you there. Oh my gosh, yeah. So That's... I pretty much, it takes me a while to get out of the convention hall, finally leave at about four. Mm-hmm. And it literally takes me about two hours just, just switch to the... switch into everything. Well, not to mention taking it off. And then putting stuff on. Yeah. Well, that's that costume looks super intricate with the wings and everything. Yeah, like. it was, and just getting out of a tr- like getting out of so much armor just to put a whole another suit of it. Do on. you have like a squire or somebody of the equivalent? I, I have. Uh, he is fantastic. His name is Tristan. He's my handler, uh-huh. and he literally on all of his name tags is just the handler because that's exactly <laughs> what he does. I can't do it without him. But he li- he and I literally it was just ripping things off kind of like trying to be gentle <laughs> right, right right but <laughs> like as fast still, as possible I, yeah but as fast as possible switch how much skin do you lose in that process um my shoulders i actually i'm covering it up with makeup but there there's like spots where i rub raw like totally. oh because you have to wear the wings and stuff right just take them on put them on off like, yeah costume like, changing is brutal yeah so i literally have like a couple patches where it's just like Skin's just a little gone. It'll grow back though. We're fine. Yeah, skin, yeah. skin regenerates. Yeah, yeah, like I'm still young. It'll be okay. Well, Christine, you you kind of are the 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 prime cosplayer for magic stuff. There's a there's a few other people that out there that do it, but yeah. you you have set the precedent and the bar obviously at a very high level because all your stuff is super yeah. awesome. Yeah, back in 2011. Yeah. Before anybody like in magic apparently even knew what cosplay was. <laughs> that You're was, a trendsetter. I literally. As I was falling apart and El- my very first Elspeth and very first set of armor walked into 2011 Worlds and was just kind of like, hey. Here I am. Yes. Let's change I, the game. I thought, yeah. you know, I my friends, because my friends had said the, that Worlds was like almost like a convention uh-huh. for magic. And so I thought, oh, well, I go to conventions. People dress up. That's what I do. Let's do that. And they're like, no, it's not quite like that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I know. I've been to conventions all the time. <laughs> yeah. And... They didn't understand, but you set the precedent. It, yeah, it's like I never thought it would be this big, ever. I never thought in a million years after making a really crappy foam Elspeth costume like four years ago, I'd still be here. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Thanks. And I think it's really cool because like, I mean, Wizards obviously wants to push the Planeswalker thing. Yeah. And it, it makes total sense because people are like, oh, they want you to do a magic movie. They should do an, an animated thing, anything, or yeah. et cetera, so... Well, it's cool when you're walking through the convention hall, too. You probably don't know this, but you'll hear this, like, whisper go, 
like sort of through the crowd. There's yeah. like, oh, Avicen's over there. And, and you can sort of like tell. Like it's not hard to find you at all because <laughs> you can tell like people, you just follow these whisper. You know, it's like I've been at Comic Con, and when Stan Lee walks in the building, there's this yeah. thing that happens. It's yeah. a ripple. Yeah. yeah, and you just know Stan Lee's in the building like pretty fast. And there's this similar thing that happens in a halo around wherever you're at, because especially with Avison, where yeah, fitting it's a halo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. I, I think I, our listeners maybe they don't know that you play EDH. I do. I know that's my number one question every time I'm at a Magic event. Really? Like, do you? Do you play magic? <laughs> Do you know how this game works? Yeah, and it's just like, well, I didn't just spend like a lot yeah, right? of my time. <laughs> and I'm kind of like wearing, and I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of actually wearing like a Mox like opal on me. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I I yeah. play, I'm like a filthy casual. I play ADH. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, like, see, all our people are, are cheering right now. Oh, We're all filthy God. casuals. Yeah. We need to give you a high five. Okay. Who's, your, uh, who's your favorite commander? Um, All my Kalia... Where you at? Uh, like, I'm literally. I think after Avison, everybody was like, "So you, you gonna make your commander now? We're gonna see Kali cosplay." I'm like, "God, I guess so." Because like it was such a huge hit. I yeah. need to pay respect to my my favorite lady. The wings magic. on Kalia seem just like a nightmare, though. She's got a big, impressive wingspan. Yeah, I did this. I for Avison, I did like a folded so I could actually walk around. Because mm-hmm. usually she's seen like in full. Outstretched yeah, yeah. radiance, and I was like, I can't walk around the hall that way. Yeah, you just stand and rotate. Yeah, the whole time. so I, was, I think maybe for Kali, I'll do also a little bit of folded dragon slash demon wings to keep everything kind of where I'm just in the less like radius. Yeah, I mean, right, that's right. awesome. Yeah, but I definitely need to pay homage to my. Hopefully, you have uh, more time to do this one than the oh, two. Oh yeah, weeks, I. So. I, I Plan on it. I'm not going to rush that one at all. Yeah. <laughs> did you get to play any games when you came to the uh, gathering on Thursday? Um, yeah. Yeah, I did. It was so awesome. You guys know how to throw an EDH party. <laughs> that was so nice. It was so chill. I didn't have like a million people behind me like breathing down my neck like, <sighs> what are you playing? <laughs> or like, or you know, if I cast something like, you can just feel it. Like, it was like, ooh, I don't know if that was right. Yeah, you can just feel the judgment. It's like, get off my back, bro. Like, let me... Let me do whatever. You're not my dad. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> but um, it was it was amazing. I actually got to play one really long, nice two hour game, which pretty like what? I'm like, no, that was pretty amazing. And funny enough, the guy who was mana screwed for about six, like so turns, yeah. was the one that, one that ended up winning, winning the right. whole it thing. Always because, it always because, happens because you know you ignore him. Yeah, you go, like, I feel I'm... bad for him. Yeah. Like he's not doing anything. And Meanwhile, then, he's looking at his hand, and every card is just really good but you can't play it yeah and no what and the worst part was what ended up happening was i had um call out i had a lightning angel no no uh who was it the boros lady uh oh, who, Cassandra? no not Gisella? yeah battle seraph oh, battle seraph yeah Cassandra, uh, battle yeah. seraph yeah. yeah the the red i, I always red say white. yeah yeah boros and uh and then the demon that does the tutoring effect. Runes card. I. It's so sad. I don't know. People are like, "What? She doesn't know the card names." I don't know card I don't names, know the card but name I know art. Yeah. yeah. I can describe it to you so in depth and detail. I don't know their names. Um, and I had a uh, Sarah Angel, and what he Classy. did. Classic. Classic. Like yeah. Like I. Everybody's like, really? I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. why not? It's the, it's the OG. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. And uh, <laughs> This deck's supposed to make me happy. He literally uh, 
gain control of all my creatures. Uh, so one of those. Had haste, and it, he killed me with my own. Yeah, I felt so mean. betrayed. I felt yeah, that, so betrayed. That is a, a new level of betrayal. And that's how he won the game. The sleeper, I killed everybody else except him. Oh, I saved him for last, and then it was just like, oh. It was like you got backstabbed by Beautiful. like your by your yeah, your, I did. by your closest your dark oh, That's you know? commander. It was, it was yeah. That's and that's yeah, it. That was commander. commander. Yeah. How about um, at the GP? Do you have any cool stories of anything that's happened like at the convention hall or? Uh, the best part was honestly the, a ton of kids came. Oh, a yeah. lot of parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of parents just brought their kids along, and I had one. He was super tiny. I was in Avison and his name was Gabriel. Cute. I was like, oh, you're adorable. And he comes up and I, I like really awkwardly like <laughs> crouched down. And How do you crouch with those wings? Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of awkwardly crouched down. Like, thank God I had the staff to kind of like, <laughs> and his mom was like, oh, take a picture with her. So what he does, like, I don't know. He didn't know what's going on. So he came over and, but then he crouched down in front of me. <laughs> so you're and both we, just crouching. Yeah, we're just both kind of crouching, just staring at each other. And I was like, okay. And so I just put my hand over him like I'm blessing him. Oh, that's and amazing. his mom's like, hold that pose. And just, and Snaps next thing we know, we have like a wall of people. Oh, just yeah. Snapping oh, everybody's a, just... Just snapping a picture of me with this tiny little Gabriel. Jeez, and he just sat there with his hands like this. And I was like... He just bowed Blessed and child. prayed. Blessed <laughs> child, go with the power of Avison's light. If that kid doesn't turn into a magic prodigy, I mean, smite yeah. all those werewolves. <laughs> that is amazing. That's so cute. Yeah, that happens. You see that happen at, at cons all the time, where it's yeah, like, oh, cool, you're dressed in the same show. Let's pose. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, and see, that's always that's the thing. That's the thing that really keeps me like going is moments like that. Or I get a ton of players come up and they're like. I just won like an epic game with Avson. Like, thank you. You know, it's yeah. like you have this weird like connection with them that nobody else can ever understand because they they're not yeah they're not Avison. They're not Liliana. Right, right. Well, so. maybe maybe no one else can really understand. Like, I love that card, and yeah. this person clearly really also loves, this loves card that card too. too. Yeah. yeah. So it's that connection, and it's really it. When I go home, that's what makes me want to make something else, so I can keep feeling that. Yeah. Any plans for what you want to do next? Um, well, I have to do Noble Hire <laughs> for GP Charlotte. But after that, I really, um, I used to be a hardcore World of Warcraft player. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, um, so was I. Burning Crusade was the, the best expansion. I <laughs> 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 uh, just mad for Are you guys bored or? Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, Alliance. Thank you, I for your, thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I, every time I was I alliance too. Yeah. yeah. Every time I God. played and I saw just like the trolls and stuff just jumping around having a blast, I was like, I just want to be horde. <laughs> to this day, if I see like anything like gnomish pop up on my computer screen, uh -oh. I, I immediately right click. Yeah. Like it's like a trigger thing. Like <laughs> just yeah. Yeah. target target. target. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I played but, gnomes. So. You're so filthy. You're so I, she gave me the look, and she's dressed as Liliana, so it was really scary. Actually, I thought I was gonna get turned into a zombie like on the uh, spot. But I really, my favorite thing was I played a Blood Elf Paladin, mm -hmm. and my favorite instance back in the day was Karazhan. Like I loved it, so I'm going to make my tier four oh, Blood Elf nice. Paladin. Nice. And I'm going to be super nerdy and have my tripec of Ancient Shield because I was a Holy Paladin and uh -huh. my Light's Justice. That's awesome. I'm going to be totally Karazand out, though. You're going to have... Because that's the, what I want. That's that was what your I, era. That, that was, yeah, yeah, that was when I played the most. And yeah. 
I was like, now I, I can make that. I can be my little blood elf paladin Tristan soul. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So awesome. why not? You also get to make sweet shoulder pads. Not too many uh, yeah, like, magic cards have shoulder pads. Yeah, no, like I did it. <laughs> and like just having the sweet weapon too, like just the armor. I'm excited. Literally can't. Everybody's like, "Oh, what's your next magic?" I'm like, ah, "Please." <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, and thanks for everything you do. I don't think people realize like what how much, how much work, hard work yeah. it is. Yeah. If people haven't been around, like like real cosplayers. costume designers <laughs> and cosplayers, like they spend an enormous amount of time, and then just actually the amount of time at the convention and how draining that is. Yeah. I think people don't understand that either. So <laughs> yeah. let us just say either. thank you from the entire community. Thank you yeah. for everything you do. It's no, very cool. I, I. Keep, you guys keep me doing it though, so thank you for inspiring me. Like it, I can't thank you enough for that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Christine. Yeah, thank you. I don't know if we did her justice for how cool she looked. Um, you really have to see the pictures of her. If you're not familiar with uh, her, Twitter account is C Sprankle Run, and her cosplay is amazing. I mean, the Avicen thing. I know we went on and on, but it's it's sick. You got to check it out. Yeah, her entire, everything about her and the outfit she makes is just awesome. It's so cool, too. Uh, she's she's friends with uh, one of our mutual friends, D, uh, that we play DDH with a lot. So it's just awesome to meet someone like that who is so dedicated to a different part of the game that you don't really see get much coverage. Um, well, and so. she does play. You know, she was at our oh, gathering. Yeah, totally. and she was totally slinging spells. And, and you know, she's she's not just somebody who just is dressing up for the fun of it. She totally plays. Yeah, and, it doesn't uh, mess she's around. totally into it. So, yeah, cool chick. Um the next guy who we're going to talk to, <laughs> we, I just want to preface this. Him and Jason Alt were like, they were like our guys. Yeah. I they say were the that, dudes. They were the dudes we hung out with the most, uh, them and Vincent yeah. uh, by far. We took them and taught them to play craps the first night. And uh, we'll probably talk about this a little bit. I, I don't remember in our interview with them. but And we basically, we were there four nights. Three of the nights we were up super late playing rolling dice with those guys. Even after we drafted, didn't we go play craps after that? Yeah, we did the chaos. <laughs> yeah, we did the chaos yeah. draft at the uh, SVU house, as they called it, the Brainstorm Brewery Heavy Meta House. And uh, Marcel cooked up a bunch of barbecue, and then me, you, Jason, Corbin, and uh, Vincent and Sean just were like, "Let's go roll some dice," and we and we took off and we and we did it. And Alex met us later. Kessler was with us a lot rolling the dice too. But yeah, yeah, Kessler. Yeah, but those guys, I, we just really hit it off. I really liked um, hanging with those guys a lot. Corbin and Jason, very cool dudes. And, uh, you know, we, I think everybody ended up winning money on that last night. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because Kenji went on a heater, man. He rolled dice for like 30 minutes straight. If people don't know, the, there's, a, there's a very superstitious thing about the game of craps, which is that there's big-time beginner's luck. So I know, I know statistically or scientifically or whatever, it doesn't matter, but I don't know, like new players just seem to like it's almost like the universe wants to hook them into the game so they just do good <laughs> and kenji proved it kenji totally proved it he we got there he learned to play for a little bit and then when the dice finally got to him he did not let us down yeah he uh he began rolling and did not stop for a long time we, he called a couple of the shots too which is amazing when you yell a number and then it hits it's one of the most satisfying experiences you can do in the game, which is <laughs> And hilarious. everybody's just screaming and jumping up and down. And if you guys haven't seen Jimmy play craps before, which you probably haven't, it involves, <laughs> it involves a great deal of yelling and jumping up and down. 
Yeah, and you know, some people around the table uh, look a little upset or displeased because I'm being loud and obnoxious. But Whatever, the casino man. casino sees more and more people join the table because clearly something exciting is happening, and everyone exactly. just goes nuts. We're like, we're like marketing their product for free. I mean, oh come my on. gosh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I definitely turned into a different human being when I'm playing games <laughs> like that. Um, but, you know, it's all for fun. We, we came up with, it's my favorite part of the weekend, I think. We came up with these different words we would yell when we rolled the dice, and they were oh, all yeah. Magic the Gathering related, except for one. Um, so what what basically happens in craps, if you guys don't know, is that there are two main phases, one when the button is off and one when it's on. And seven is the most important number in the game. When the button is off, if you roll a seven, you win money, you win the bet that you put in. And we were at tables that had $5 minimum bets, which is probably the lowest you can get in Vegas. And so you'd put $5 in, and if you rolled a seven or 11, you would get $5, and everyone at the table would cheer. And you keep rolling until you roll another number, and then that's when the game switches to you don't want to roll a seven. Uh, so one of the words we were yelling, uh, because a, a song by Nickelback came on and we <laughs> yeah. were putting $5 in and every time we would roll the dice, we would yell Nickelback. And if it would hit a seven, then we would all cheer because we all earned a quote unquote nickel or $5 back. Yeah. And Jason was the king of this. Jason all rolled more sevens that weekend when the button was off than any of us combined. And uh, one time he, I think he did it like three five or four in times. A row. I think it was yeah, five in five. a row. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was insane. I mean, for the rest of my life, if I, whenever I see Jason Alt, the first thing I'm going to say is nickel back. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much. Yeah. That was a ton of fun. Uh, yeah, I love those guys. Really had a lot of fun hanging out with them. And, you know, we have uh, we have Corbin up next, so let's talk to him. All right, we're here with Corbin, a.k.a. Corby, to me, by giving you a new <laughs> Nickelback. Nickelback, Corby Hostler. I appreciate uh, the nickname. Yeah. That's good, yes. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm not the first person to call you that. Uh, no, Nor you are not. Last. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to call him Nickelback. Corbin from, of course, the brewery slash the Bramson Breweries. Uh, thanks for joining us this weekend. Yeah, guys. Playing craps almost yeah, we every hung out with single you guys. Night. Yeah, almost what, three of the four nights yeah. we were here. Yeah, yeah. It was a great time. So thank you guys. I mean, we you guys taught me how to play craps because I didn't know how. I, I had this super time. proud moment where I was actually teaching Kenji how to play. Right. And you guys were far enough away that I couldn't actually speak directly to you very easily. And I was just watching you guys, and you're just doing all these moves. You're like, I'll do this, I'll bet here, I'll move this. And I was like, look at those guys. They don't need me anymore. <laughs> yeah. And so you, proud. Guys were making, you were raking it in, too. Yeah, we had a great night that last night. And I was, like, teaching Travis next to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, he was, like, asking me about different stuff. And I'm like... I don't know to tell you why this works, but this is what my guy says to do. So that's what we're going to do. And everybody won money last night, we so did. that was yeah. great. Yeah. Well, Kenji went on a heater. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was his first time rolling in, I guess. If you guys don't know what we're talking we're talking about craps, the gambling game. And Kenji, just he probably rolled for like 30 minutes straight. He was yeah. killing it. He took care of us. Yeah, they, yeah. they brought in all the different pit bosses to sit at the table because they, they wanted to They literally did down. try to bring in two coolers, I think, to, yeah. to slow him down, and he just powered through it. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, which was great because then he went to bed super late and had to wake up early to do coverage for Channel Fireball, so I hope nobody noticed. <laughs> that's, that's rough. That's impressive. Yeah. It's impressive. His, he's going to get home tonight and just crash yeah, for 24 hours. He'll be a zombie walking in that hotel room, that's for sure. So how's your weekend been so far? Oh, it's been great. We got in on Monday to hang out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. For a while. Yeah, we rented a house with some of the other podcasting guys and just been hanging out, cubing, being on the event site, doing Vegas, hanging in with you guys. Uh, So it's been great. Got a lot of magic in, got some drafts in. Uh, Did not make the main event, did not wake up in time. (laughs) Uh, Smart man. Actually smart man. A little too much Vegas uh, to to (laughs) wake up in time for it. That's okay. You enjoyed the city more than the event and I'm, the event as well. Yeah. I mean, I was able to do everything and I'm going home without being broke from being in Vegas. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's like when you can't ask so, for more than that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Do you have any uh, cool things that happened during the convention at the convention center that 
<laughs> well, okay, so I, I did a couple drafts. Uh, I drafted Black White Spirits in the first one, and we split the finals, and then nice. I drafted Affinity in the second, split the finals, so I had some event tickets. Uh, so I went to the prize wall and got 10 Modern Masters packs. So we go, and we were playing five-person free-for-all pack wars. Awesome. <laughs> so this was great. This was great. And I, I'm flipping through my deck. I, I draw my rare, and it's a cryptic command. And I'm like, sweet, this is awesome. You know, money, whatever. Yeah. I'm set. And my opponent, one of the guys is like, all right, Ulamog's Crusher. And I'm like, all right, that's, I can't let that happen. Cryptic command your Crusher. And he's like, oh, wow, that's really good. He taps four mana, and he's like, Cryptic command your cryptic command. <laughs> double cryptic. Yeah. It, it, double cryptic in pack wars. It was it was, it was nuts. That awesome. so. yeah, is pretty awesome. And also, <laughs> that you have to have four, three blue. Just three blue, out. yeah. And you only, you only Plus, have three blue in your deck. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And you uh, also pull the foily. Uh... Those packs were nuts. We saw cryptic command, cryptic command, foil, emrakul, dark Ooh. confidant. Ooh. Jeez, those are good ten packs. Uh, yeah, and and that's we. I don't even think we've seen a couple of the rares in them so far. So, uh, I guess the drafting worked out pretty well for me, much better than the main event. Yeah. Have, so. Well, you know, that's something I think maybe our listeners don't know is like how much of one of these events, like how little of it is actually about the main event. Like so much stuff happens. We did. We were at the convention center like a lot, and we. Mm -hmm. I played one match in the main event. Like. But we played tons of EDH. We drafted a whole bunch. We did like, yeah, just little side things like that. Like I yeah. love just I sold you just meet cards, people and you do pack wars awesome. with them. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. What is finance like at one of these things? I mean, like is it, it depends it, on your goals. So you know, you can be that guy who's in the room trying to to trade and and get the pieces you need and get rid of the stuff you think is going to go down in price. Mm -hmm. You can grind all of that if that's what you're trying to do. Um, I think probably the more common things people come to sell cards. Yeah. So it's really important to do. Some homework. You don't want to walk in and just sit down at the first booth you find when you're trying to, to sell some of your cards. You want to walk around, see who's paying the best, see who is interested in the played cards, mm -hmm. uh, maybe who won't take them, uh, and get a feel for it, and then sell your stuff. And you don't have to sell it all to one person. You don't have to take an offer if you don't want it. Uh, you can negotiate. I think that's something a lot of people don't know. You can right. negotiate with them on prices. It's, and they say yes or no, and it's not personal, and it's not contentious. It's just... What it is, I think that's probably the, the most important thing at Grand Prix, because a lot of people go to them to, to sell their cards. So it's yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, it's it's just a great resource for everyone. Yeah, and with so many different vendors, especially at this GP, there are so many different. Yeah, ones. this weekend was crazy. There's people. I mean, we saw like almost 500 people drop from the main event because they cracked some form of Tarmogoyf or a foil Mythic. Yeah, just yeah. to go sell it, which is insanity. Yeah, and then you don't have to spend nine hours. Uh, try nine to ten hours yeah, and, and the, the yeah, largest five event and three ever. And, grinding, uh, yeah. Which yeah. which is great, but you man, this event could go all night because it's just so big. So yeah, we also saw prices fluctuate like big time. At the start, uh, our friend Josh pulled a Tarmogoyf, sold mm -hmm. it for one twenty five, and I heard today somebody sold theirs for eighty five. Eighty five. So, we down forty bucks in the course yeah. of a couple of days. Well, yeah. I can only imagine how many packs were cracked in between now and that, but then and now. Yeah, and the other thing is dealers are running out of money. <laughs> right. They, so they can they, only bring so much to a four-day event. They have to spend it all buying everything that comes to them. So so by the fourth day, they were, they were like, we got a box of Tarmogoyce already. Yeah. So. Well, now every, all those dealers are going to take their Tarmogoyce home, and they're going to list them on TCG Player or eBay or wherever they right. list their stuff. And we may see the prices. This is where the prices will bottom out over the next two weeks to a month, and then they'll probably start climbing back from there. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think Tarmogoyce is ever going to reach back up to those 200s? Not anytime soon. I think that the first Modern Masters was a smaller print run, and Tarmogoyf didn't drop a ton. Uh, this time around, we're already seeing Tarmogoyf under 150, uh -huh. you know, nearing 120 uh, to 130. So I don't think it's going to be 
$200 again anytime soon, especially since they may reprint it again in Modern Masters 2017 if we get that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think Wizards wants $200 cards in their format. They're just trying to so, slowly bring it down, I think, because yeah. if they drop it all at once, then people get mad. Right. Yeah, interesting. So now, you were also at our party on Thursday night, mm -hmm. uh, hung out a lot. Do you have, uh, you know, we got to play some EDH. That was fun. We, we drafted a conspiracy with you, too. We did. We had lots of good games that night. We had a great commander game and a great uh, conspiracy draft after Oh, that, yeah. So. Tell oh, us yeah. how you won that game with Iona. Yeah, well, yeah. This, oh we, what was that? We were in a six-person game six with game secret with partners. Super partners yeah. Sort of. Rev and I weren't really getting play because <laughs> 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 then we got shielded uh, and a great yeah. packed out, and it was just like, yeah. Yeah, the game. The game ended on this crazy thing where we had a living death bring back a whole bunch of stuff, including a gray merchant that was going to kill most people. Yeah, drop uh, me to two life. Yeah, so I had to swords like my own Avison or something. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. To live through yeah. that. So I get up to two life. Uh, Jimmy's at two, and he's like, don't kill me. I I can wipe his board with this Black Sun Zenith. And, and so you're, you're casting the Black Sun Zenith, and I'm trying to figure out how I can get ahead in this. And I, I had greater good, and I was just sacking creatures, drawing creatures. Uh, and in the end, I was able to, to manipulate my graveyard with Molgraf Monstrosity, which when it dies, brings back creatures, uh -huh. to get Iona in play. Naming, Against the mono black deck. Yeah, naming black, black yep. and then using that to kill Jimmy on the next turn. Uh, and then fight the mono, not have him cast any spells. It was a crazy six-player game, sir. Can you know be hit or miss? But that yeah. one was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a really cool one. That was insane. It just went down to the just the most. Well, it was one of those race. things where at the, near the end of the game, I was like, "Oh, Jimmy's gonna win. Oh man, that guy's gonna win. Yeah. Oh no, Corbin's gonna win." Like yeah. in the course of like one, two, three, it was like very fast. Jimmy was clutch with that black sun zenith. That's all. It, that's what. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. And I, of course, so. got paid handsomely with just an immediate death. <laughs> immediate rich. <retreat. laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And then you then then you cleaned us up in conspiracy right after that. Yeah. Like votes, man. You got to draft the votes. <laughs> <laughs> draft all the votes, especially the one that makes everyone lose four life. Because when you're starting at twenty four, is is it? Significant yeah. number, yeah. 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 That was only like the probably the third conspiracy draft I've ever done. It's a lot of fun. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. I no, see that makes people... us feel better since we've done it about twenty five yeah. times. Yeah. Oh, it's a four. It's a multiplayer <laughs> yeah, game no, though, so yeah. anything can happen. I mean, if you guys don't know, Corbin is actually you are a you are a well lauded player, correct? You, uh, you've, won, I, you've won some events. Yeah, you, yeah, I have highly. some. Did yeah, you, did you place some. in the Vegas GP last time around? Yeah, the first time around I did play, and I, I ended up top thirty two in uh, the event. You know, got some, got my first ever pro points. Before that, I'd had some success in Star City and and um, PDQ level stuff. So, definitely have some experience playing Magic, but I actually kind of enjoyed just hanging out this weekend. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. we did get a lot of Magic in, though. We also cast drafted. Yes, that's that's right, at the house. Yes. Yeah, and I believe we played. I don't remember who won that one. Who oh, won I that got one? crushed in that. Draft. <laughs> <laughs> I got crushed in the chaos draft. That's for sure. Ah, uh, that's how you beat Corbin. Get chaotic. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for coming on the show. We yeah, really appreciate thank you guys. It. Absolutely. All right, Corbin. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, Christine, Sean, Jason, A.E. Marling. Thank you, all of you guys, for uh, taking the time out on Sunday. I don't know if you guys could tell, but we're clearly just beat after the whole weekend. Our voices I'm still are like, beat, to tell you Yeah, I know. Our voices are just struggling to stay alive. Kenji on stream today was like, oh, I can't yell. It hurts my throat. And they kept blaming it on me. I'm like, not me. Josh was the one that was teaching me the whole night. <laughs> well, I'll gladly take the blame. <laughs> At one point, he turned to me and he goes, I should stop yelling. <laughs> I, need, I need my voice tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I had to literally tell him, like, uh, okay, I feel responsible. You got to go. You have to because you have to cover tomorrow. Like, you're cut off. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I had to be the dad for a second, so. Well, he had won enough money at that point where he is definitely good, good enough to go, you know. 
Yeah, uh, that was also the point. I was like, don't give it back, man. You'll be happy tomorrow with what's in your pocket. Just go. So Yeah, exactly. You definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> anyway, what an awesome time. Uh, GP Vegas, what a, what a great, great uh, experience. And, you know, the one thing of, uh, you know, if you haven't been to a lot of GPs, and this was only my second one, um, there's probably this idea that it's very serious and tournament-oriented, and it's all about winning. And, you know, you can go to these GPs and have an awesome experience and never even play in the, the main thing. There's tons of side events. There's tons of people there. You know, whatever type of magic you like to play, it's more like a convention for yeah. magic than it is like a tournament anymore. Yeah, it's, it's turning into a convention feel where it's like, look, the side events are just as awesome as the main event. You know, if you don't play, let's say it's a standard GP and you don't play standard. Well, guess what? They're running modern legacy uh, side events. They're drafting the entire day. So there's just tons of stuff you can do. People are trading. You can sell stuff. It, it's, it is a convention. You know, people are dressing up. People are there just to meet new people. And it's, it feels great. People bring their kids and stuff. It's a really fun experience, I think, just in general to be at one of these events because everyone around you is doing the same thing. They're, you know, they're playing a game they love. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's also super tiring. Yes. So on that exactly. note, I think that's going to do us for this week. Uh, yep. No end, not- no end step because the one cool thing was GP Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and that guy drafted a foil Tarmogoyf in the top eight because it's just that awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, let's not talk about that. This is, it'll take forever. Yeah, exactly. We I'm all, with we you, can Pascal all agree. Maynard. Yeah, me too, buddy. I'm with you all the way. You held up your hand high for all us filthy casuals around the world. And you know what? I would have done the exact same thing in your position. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. No second episode this weekend as well. Uh, we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming next week. Yeah, because um, we got to sleep because I'm tired. I can sleep for <laughs> I, I think I can sleep for 36 hours straight. I'm pretty sure I could. My, my job will not allow that, but. Yeah, definitely. Well, Our- we'll find out soon. <laughs> You'll tell me tomorrow morning. How you're feeling. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.